0: I'm David Scherers, and I'm a partner in the Dispute Resolution Practice in Amsterdam, leading the Crime, Fraud and Investigations team. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, where I'll be giving insight into the factor social in ESG. Examples of the S in ESG are human rights, modern slavery, health and safety, diversity, data security, sustainability in the supply chain, and consumer relations. In this podcast, I will focus on business and human rights due diligence. And I will address two questions. The first one is, why are human rights becoming increasingly important in doing business around the globe? Question number two is, how could companies deal with human rights due diligence and compliance? Let me first give a brief introduction on human rights. The scope of human rights is very broad. The 30 human rights as laid down in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights fall under it. For example, the right of equality and equality before the law, living free from torture, slavery, discrimination, etc. Also what is codified in treaties and conventions on civil, political, economic and social rights, such as women's and children's rights or the rights of migrant workers, are human rights. Let's now have a look at the first question. Why are human rights becoming increasingly important in doing business? There are in fact three trends which give the answer to this question. The first trend is the rise in transnational tort lawsuits and civil claims regarding adverse impacts on human rights by corporate conduct. The second trend is the growing acceptance in the business community of guidance and best practices on human rights. Respecting human rights is also seen as part of the sustainability agenda, where planet and people matter. The United Nations guiding principles on business and human rights are considered the backbone of the Corporate Human Rights Due Diligence Framework. The OECD and the International Labour Organization also issued important guidelines for companies. All these guidelines are called soft law because they are voluntary. The third trend is the increase of human rights regulations with a mandatory nature. This is called hard law because they can be enforced. A shift from soft law to hard law is now taking place. In the Netherlands for example in November 2019 the Child Labour Due Diligence Act was published. France has a human rights due diligence obligation since 2017. Modern slavery legislation can be found in the UK, the US, Canada and Australia. In January 2021, the European Conflict Minerals Regulation will come into force. It compels to supply chain due diligence in order to prevent financing of armed groups in conflict areas and forced labour. Legislation on mandatory supply chain due diligence and human rights is in preparation in Norway, Switzerland and Germany. An important driving force towards more hard law is the European Commission. It announced in April that legislation will be proposed for mandatory human rights due diligence in 2021 because a thorough study had shown that voluntariness is not enough to change the behaviour of companies. A briefing paper, published in June and prepared for the European Parliament's Subcommittee on Human Rights, recommended to develop a comprehensive European mandatory human rights due diligence legislation. All human rights, all types of violations, all companies, EU-based and non-EU, but placing products and services in the EU, and all business relations in the supply chain should fall under its scope. A couple of weeks ago, a group of 25 international companies acknowledged the need for binding rules which could foster sustainability, and it called for creating a level playing field for all businesses. At this moment, we do not know exactly how the proposed European legislation will look like, but the call for a level playing field is very clear. I can only hope that the mandatory requirements regarding the supply chain are flexible, and proportionate. Not every company is of course a multinational enterprise and industries and sectors will always be different. And will it really be possible to have a complete oversight of all parties in the supply chain? Anyhow, in my view, corporates should now start rethinking their supply chain processes and assess their compliance programs in light of these developments. Which brings us to the second question of this podcast. How could companies deal with human rights due diligence and compliance? The answer could be found by looking at anti-corruption compliance programs, which are part of the G, the governance factor in ESG. A coordinated approach could lead to a corporate with a much broader focus than only meeting legal compliance. It can become a company with a different culture of doing business in an ethical and sustainable way. In terms of ESG, this could make companies more valuable and as such more attractive for investors. Building human rights due diligence on existing anti-corruption programs can avoid duplication and will promote coherence. So, they should not merge because both domains will reinforce the other. Synergies can be found and standard elements of an effective compliance program such as an initial risk assessment supply chain management and third party due diligence training communication from the top and reporting Simmons and Simmons can help companies with the assessment of existing compliance programs and with setting up executing or evaluating risk assessments regarding anti-corruption and business human rights in order to work towards a sustainable future. This concludes this podcast. Thanks for listening, and my contact details are on the Simmons website. Feel free to contact me if you would like to discuss further or if you have any queries.